Yummy, yummy food. I love food and I'm watching my horse. Well, it's not my horse, it's my neighbour's horse. Eat his food. That's Sunny. I think he's my horse because I give him carrots and cuddles and my dogs love him and he's just amazing. What I love about Sonny is he's passionate about his food. He's obviously up there eating his dinner. I don't know if you can see him, but he looks pretty excited about it. You give him a carrot, he eats it pretty fast. Interesting thing about this paddock, though, that he's in, it's got this thing. If you're from Australia, it's called Patterson's Curse. I'm not sure what they called it in New Zealand. My mother used to get uh, allergies from it. It's a weed, purple weed that grows in spring. And apparently it's very poisonous for horses. Uh, Sonny lives in a paddock that's got Patterson's Curse in it and he just chooses not to eat it. Uh, I've, I've asked the owner what's the story with the, the Patterson's Curse in the paddock and she just said he just doesn't eat it. Now what's all this got to do with anything? <laughs> I love food. I don't know if you do, if it's a pleasurable experience or if you eat for performance or if you just eat to stay alive. People eat for lots of different reasons. Some people eat because they're angry, upset, happy. There's all sorts of reasons to eat. One of the things I've worked with... Uh, sadly, as an exercise professional, as a personal exercise coach for all of my career path, are people who don't have a good relationship with food. They don't eat at all or they try not to. And if they do eat, they throw up or they overeat and they have become very unwell. And they have a horrible relationship with food. So they're using food as a weapon against themselves. Now, some people call it that an eating disorder, disordered eating. So you're not eating because you're hungry. You're not eating for pleasure. You're not eating because it's an enjoyable experience or you're not eating for nutrition. You're either trying to not eat at all or you're using food as a way to hurt yourself. Now, as a parent, a teacher, a coach... I'm not a parent, so I've got to be really careful, but I've worked with lots and lots and lots of people who do have parents... Uh, and they have a horrible relationship with food. And as I'm out here to, this evening tonight, it's just the sun's just about to go down, uh, and I'm watch sunning, watching Sunny eating his dinner. Uh, my headspace, because I'm always every day. I'm, I'm at Romax every day because I'd love people to be healthy, fit, and strong, mentally and physically. Very difficult to be physically healthy when you've got a bad relationship with food. And of course you can't be mentally healthy when you've got a bad relationship with food. So everything from anorexia, which is not trying not to eat at all, and I've worked with lots of people where that really is their goal. They don't want to eat anything. Bulimia is the really sad one because you eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and then you just throw it up or take laxatives to poo it out or throw it up. Or you exercise ridiculously fanatically because you've got exercise bulimia. Uh, morbid obesity, where... And I'll use this as an interesting example. Can you be overweight and healthy? And of course the answer is yes. But that's why I always go to mental health. If you're overeating because you don't like yourself and you're trying to hurt yourself uh, and or your weight is affecting your health, so you can't live a healthy, productive life because of your weight, I always think it's really sad because then again that affects your mental health. So what I'm trying to do as an exercise professional is I'd, I'd love to... I don't know that humans can be helped. I think that those eating challenges, and I don't like to call them disorders, I think those challenges, they're a lot like uh, being an alcoholic. The challenge, of course, with being an alcoholic is you just stop drinking. You don't stop being an alcoholic, but you can stop drinking. Uh, when you've got a, a very poor relationship with food, you can't stop eating. You still have to eat food. Your body requires nutrition. So what do we do for our kids? I'm not sure that I can help adults, but what do we do for our kids to make sure that they never, ever get an eating disorder? They never have a bad relationship with food. And again, a very controversial topic, but could we consider this? If you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, 
If you've ever said to somebody that's a bad food, don't eat it. Could there be a connection between bad food and if you eat that, you become a bad person? I'll use another example. A lot of cardiologists uh, and and just GPs, medical doctors, will share with me that they would prefer somebody to be a smoker and to be overweight but be fit than to be a non-smoker and underweight and be unfit. It's better to be fit. And obviously when you're fit, you have mental health. If you, can, if you, if you sprint in the phosphate system, the fight and flight system, and you produce dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotropic factor, all the things that make you feel good, then there's less likelihood that you're going to feel bad. One of the challenges, of course, that those, those three things, particularly epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol, the ones that get us going for the phosphate system, uh, they are stress chemicals. And if you don't disperse them, you end up stressed. <laughs> Your body becomes stressed. You become at, 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 not at ease. You become diseased. And some, would, some people would call eating disorders diseases. They're diseases of your head because you don't have a good relationship with food. So if I, I put that all together, what if we keep our kids healthy and fit, strong, and we don't focus on good or bad food? Because if I create stress for people saying that's a bad food, don't eat it, and they want to eat it, eat it and can't have it, so they're stressed because they can't have it, or they eat it and feel guilty because guilt is a terrible stress. It screws up your brain. It screws up your body. And is it possible that if you have a look at the people that have bad relationships with food, uh, and I always ask this question, there are people who smoke, drink, eat crappy food, don't do any exercise and live to 120. Now, you can say they're lucky, but is it possible that the reason they didn't die early is because they didn't stress about being a smoker. They didn't stress about eating crappy food. They didn't feel guilty because they had a, had a bit of chocolate. A lot of people feel so bloody guilty and angry with themselves if they if they don't stick to their diet or they miss an exercise session or they, oh, I shouldn't have that, it's bad for me, but they want to have it so they have it and then they feel guilty. I think that's really sad and that's why I love watching animals eat because they're so passionate. My dogs love food. I love food and I've never felt guilty about eating food and I wish I could give that to everybody in a pretty pink box. I can't. What I'm asking is if you are giving information about food, if you want people to be healthy, how about we take the stigma off that's a bad food? Surely we can consider that there are no good or bad foods and that's the example that I always use. People say that sugar is a killer, and yet when you're in hospital, they put you on a glucose trip so you don't die. If, I, if this was the desert and I had nothing to eat, and the only thing I came across was a loaf of bread or a bag of sugar or a, a carton of beer, now I don't even drink beer, <laughs> I don't drink alcohol, but I, I don't want to die, so if I drink that alcohol, I will live. There are some people who say that, I was brought up, if you drink alcohol, you won't go to heaven, so there's a good one, uh, but there are some people that don't drink for religious reasons, I get that, but if you call alcohol bad but it can keep you alive and you're about to die and you drink it and you stay alive, surely it becomes a super drink then. Sugar becomes a superfood. Bread becomes a superfood. If food's going to keep you alive, and isn't that what it's for, to keep us alive? What if we could just stick with the simple food is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, and everything we eat is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, uh, and it's just the amount we eat. And if we eat too much because we've screwed up our hormonal system, and that's a beautiful thing about the hormonal system, if you are healthy, fit and strong and your hormones are working effectively, your body will tell you, your hormonal system will tell you, Rowie, eat. You haven't eaten all day. You're hungry. Rowie, stop eating. You're full. And there's no 
bad relationship with food. Your hormones also control control your emotions. So if you eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, and you eat for performance and pleasure, there's less likelihood that you're ever going to get into that horrible headspace where you use food as a weapon against yourself. I would love people to eat food and love it. I would love people to make food a pleasurable experience. But most of all, we have to eat food because otherwise we die. And I'll put it even more controversial than that. Surely if you're living where food is controlling your life and you don't want to eat food and you're, and you're angry with yourself because you do eat food or you eat food and then you throw up or you're, or you're using food as a weapon against yourself and you become morbidly obese and sick and diseased, surely that's, that, that's no way to live. That's not dead, but it's certainly no way to live. So please, could we treat food as a, the beautiful thing that it is, the, nutri- the nutrition to use we use to keep us alive, rather than tell people that's a bad food, don't eat it. And that's all I'm asking today. Could we please take the stigma off, don't eat that, it's bad, versus eat it and enjoy it so you don't feel guilty and you don't feel stressed and get fit and strong so you've got it hormonal system that stops you from eating too much and then you can live your life to the max and that's what I'm here for to live my life to the max woohoo hello sunny enjoy your dinner mate woohoo